Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. And if you can believe it, because I still can't, we are at episode 51. How did that happen? It is mind-blowing to me. Just about a year ago, I started this adventure and I really did not have any big audacious goals. My goal for this podcast was to commit and do it for one year. I wanted to put one episode out per week for one year. That was my goal. That was my only goal. And I am so close to achieving that goal. And you know what? That goal doesn't matter to me anymore. That, And I think that's the crazy beauty of goals, right? It's not about the end product. It is about the process. It is about the effort. It is about the wins and the mess ups that happened along the way. I have learned more about myself as a podcaster, as a speaker, as a listener, as an interviewer, as a, as a collaborative partner. I have learned more about myself in those plus so many other lenses through the vehicle that is this podcast, that is the Define You podcast. And, and literally this project started after being a guest on Brian Mendler's podcast and him saying, hey, have you ever thought about your own show? And I really hadn't, you know, maybe the, that like sliver of a thought, but it wasn't until he brought it to the surface and said, I think you can do it. And I think it'd be really good that I started to think, could I do that? Is that something I could do? And I think that relates and it resonates with me as an educator because I think we get to be that person for students. We get to see things in our students that they may not be able to see in themselves. But I think as leaders, we also get to do that. You know, we as leaders get to see things in our colleagues, in our staff and say, hey, I see this in you. Do you see this in you? And help to grow and nurture that belief in that person so they, their view of what life gets to look like for them can expand. They can start to see those possibilities. One of the analogies I teach in, in, my, in one of my courses called The Power of One is what I call the hat on or the hat off viewpoint. And I think so often we get stuck in this hat on viewpoint. What do I mean by that? Well, think of if you're wearing a baseball cap. Your side view, your peripheral view is limited. It's really hard to see left and right unless you physically turn your body, unless you take additional action. Otherwise, you can see straight ahead of you, no problem. And I think what happens is we get so, we, we lower the hat, we tighten the hat so much that we often miss what could be possible for us because we have not been able to take the hat off and see this expansive viewpoint that oftentimes other people can see in us. And simply by by stating that, all Brian had to do was say, hey, have you ever considered? Next thing I knew, I was ordering a microphone. I was figuring out how this was going to work. And I recorded my first episode. 
through the tears. I was ready to quit. (laughs) I was ready to quit before I even began because I was frustrated. I couldn't figure it out. This was new to me. And what I've learned though on this journey, on this transformative journey that I am on is when things are tough, but there's a purpose to them and I'm pulled and I can't stop thinking about it, it's there for a reason. And if I can't figure it out right away, where the old Lindsay used to think, well, just give up, you might as well, you're not gonna figure it out. The new Lindsay, the new and improved Lindsay says, this is awesome. This is exactly where I'm meant to be because if I don't know how to do something, then that means I'm outside of my comfort zone. And when I'm outside of my comfort zone in this land of uncertainty, Well, that means one, my creativity is about to spark and two, I am growing because we cannot grow in our comfort zone because comfort is what we know. And if we're doing what we know, we're doing what we've already done. And so if we want to expand, if we want to take the hat off, we have to recognize that there will be those moments of what am I doing? What did I get myself into? Oh my goodness. And this is where people will often ask me, well, what if it doesn't feel good? What if I don't have that pull? What if I don't have that desire anymore? Then walk away, walk away. See, it's not, I think one of the limiting beliefs, which is actually what this episode will be about, but one of these limiting beliefs that I think we live onto is once I start something, I have to finish it. Well, those words right there, have to, that means it's a story. It's a belief. Nowhere is it written that says if you start something, you must finish it. (laughs) Now, I say that laughing because sometimes I hear that in some classrooms, right? (laughs) But as adults, and hopefully what we are teaching kids is that no, sometimes things don't align with us anymore. Sometimes those desires that we once had, we don't have anymore. And that is okay. See, I think we often procrastinate for one of two reasons. We procrastinate because we're afraid, right? Kind of what I was just talking about with the podcast, like, can I really do this? Can I do it? But I think sometimes too, we procrastinate because we've just fallen out of love with what we were doing. We don't have that desire. And if that's the case, you can walk away. You can absolutely take a break and say, you know what, this isn't serving me right now, but maybe it will in the future, but it's okay. But the only way that we're gonna know that is by knowing what we value and knowing what what we what aligns with who we are and what who we aim to be. So when it came to this podcast, when it came to this idea, I mentioned I was ready to stop after week one, but I am so glad I didn't. And do you want to know a big reason I didn't? Well, it's actually a reason that kind of stems from the from 2019. So 2000, as we are finishing 2020, in 2019, that was the first year I picked a word of the year. And my word of that year was commit, commitment. I'm going to commit to what I say. So I had a whole year of this commitment factor that I'm going to commit because I knew I took the time to figure out what aligned with me. And I started a business that year. That's the year Define You was, was born. And then comes January 2020. Here I am, this great idea to start a podcast. I had done all the things. And then nothing went well. (laughs) I couldn't figure out the microphone. I couldn't figure out how to do any of it. And I was ready to walk away. And I remember distinctly sitting at my computer. And I looked down. And I have a mouse pad that has the word commit on it. 
Because one of the things I believe is that once you identify what your word of the year is, you need to plaster it all around you. You need to be able to see it because then you remember it. And I looked down and in that moment of wanting to say, I'm done. I don't want to do this. This is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I saw that word commit and I said, you know what? I don't give up on myself. I no longer am someone who gives up on her dreams. And I'm no longer that someone that gives up when it's hard. I ask for help. I take a break. I try again, but I do not give up. And I did that. And it anchored right into what my word for 2020 is, which was limitless. See, I lived for so long putting limits on myself. I would self-sabotage myself. And I realized through 2019 into 2020 that life truly is limitless. That the only limits that are out there are limits that I put, that I, I predispose to myself or predetermine. And they're usually arbitrary and they're usually limiting beliefs. So now let's fast forward a few months. The podcast is going. I am rocking and I am rolling. And an opportunity presents itself through the Teach Better team to write blogs for, for this site. And I first, I was like, I couldn't do that. I know I am not a writer. No way. I just figured out... You know, I'm working on this speaking thing. I can't figure out the writing thing. Well, the reason that those thoughts came to mind is because back in college, I had one professor, yes, one, just one, that's all it took to tell me I couldn't write, that I was not a strong writer, that whatever I did, I was gonna have to work really hard at writing. Well, guess what? That feedback stuck with me. Even though I had a 4.0 GPA through college, I had a 4.0 GPA through my master's, that comment, that feedback, stuck with me. What one person thought derailed me for a long time. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for the work that I've done because I recognize now how much that limiting belief impacted me to this day. And I worked through that limiting belief and I thought, why not me? Why can't I write a blog? Why can't I write something that someone else would want to read? And so I did. And what I wanted to share with you today on this episode are some snippets, are some bits and pieces from a series that I now write monthly for the Teach Better blog. I didn't know that that was coming. I didn't know that the day I wrote my first blog, which was on choice and voice, I had no idea that that would turn into me blogging monthly and me getting so excited about writing. I had no idea. And I think that's so powerful that as educators, we recognize that we're allowed to have dreams. We're allowed to have desires. We're allowed to have these goals that are big and audacious. And we don't need to know how they're going to happen. We don't need to know the how. The how will happen one step at a time. But what we can do is we can anchor into the why and we can ask ourselves, what is one step I know to take today? And I don't know if it's because it's December, it's the end of the year, it's the start of a new year. But I have been deep into reflection. I have been deep into what is it that I did this year that, that lit me up, that magnified my inner excitement, my inner momentum, and also what dimmed my light? What didn't I like? And what changes can I make? And one of the things I recognize, and this is what I write about in this series, is, is this concept of how do I think better? How do we think better? Yeah, not do better not act better. How do I think better? Because one of the things I've learned over throughout this whole journey is that it's not about my actions. It's not about the observable behavior that I take. And in fact, it's about the limiting beliefs I hold and the thoughts in my head. See, those thoughts 
Actually, those beliefs lead to those thoughts. And those thoughts lead to feelings. And those feelings drive my behavior. And the behavior lands me in my results. But see, what I did for years is I would do and do and do. And I would do this strategy and I would try that strategy and I'd go do more things, which left me overwhelmed, burnt out, stressed to the max, panic attacks every day, anxiety, you name it. I felt it. I lived it. And I, and I broke down and I said, there's got to be a different way. Well, the different way was I had to learn how to think better. And I get so excited each month sharing tips and tricks on how you can think better too. Because what I learned is when I think better, I do better. But see, it's not about doing, it's about being. And so often, I think we put so much emphasis on doing. What am I going to do today, right? It's called a to-do list. What am I doing today to show the world that I matter? No, we've got to rewrite the script. Who do I need to be today to inspire those that I interact with? Who do I need to be today to show up as my authentic self? Who do I need to be today to impact anyone I interact with? That's the question to ask, not what can I do? When we flip the script, we think better. And when we think better, the actions we take are actually less, but they are so much more powerful. And so what I would love to do, again, is share with you some thoughts from these articles, from these blog posts that I've written, because I want, as we head into 2021, what I want to invite you to do is I want to invite you to think better, to not put so much emphasis on doing And instead, put more emphasis, more intentional emphasis on being. We're human beings after all. We're not human doings. I can't help but laugh when I say that. So hopefully you too, hopefully that brought a smile to your face. Because at the end of the day, we we can be so serious. And I'm here to tell you it is okay to laugh. It is okay to, to feel your emotions. It's okay to do those things. And it's okay to say, you know what? I don't want to live life the hard way anymore. I want life the easy way. I want life to be fun. I want life to be full of purpose and passion. And guess what? It can be. It is more than possible. And it starts by giving ourselves permission that we deserve it. That we deserve to create a life full of fun, full of excitement, full of celebration every single day. Yeah, not once or twice a year, but every single day. You deserve it as the educator that you are. And so when we think about what it means to think better, Through my lens, it means that we're going to use our thoughts to help us propel forward, right? Instead of holding us back. When we think better, we think clearer. We understand that our thoughts, those things that we're thinking all day long, they're powerful and they have meaning. And when I hear think better, I cannot help but hear think simple, think with intention. Because as educators, when we learn to think better, we can make decisions quicker We experience life with clarity. We find joy in the small moments. We stop overanalyzing everything and we trust in who we are. So how do we do it? How do we think better? We got to keep it simple. I mentioned that already, but that is the first step. Again, as human beings, we like to make things complicated. We overthink things. We get stuck in that what if, what if, what if syndrome. Keep it simple. Break it down to the simplest components. And it's, un- it's important to understand that those beliefs, those stories we tell ourselves, those lead directly to our thoughts. And I mentioned those thoughts lead to feelings and they lead to actions. That's what I call the growth cycle. And in the simplest form, that's how growth happens. 
So if you keep focusing on your actions, you're not going to change the results because we've got to start from the thoughts, which is what keeps it simple. Because to change my thoughts, I don't need to go buy anything. I don't need to go do anything. I have all the materials and the resources at my fingertips. I just have to set the intention to do it. And so when I take that action to understand the thoughts in my head, the words that I'm speaking, well, that's how I get started. That's how I get started thinking better. The second one is we have to give ourselves permission to let it be easy, right? We have to understand it's not meant to be hard. But if I hold a story that in order for something to be worthwhile means I have to struggle through it, well, no, it truly does get to be easy. Now, does that mean there's no challenge? Absolutely not. But does it mean that it's impossible? No. And I'm living proof of that. I've lived through this whole process. It's why it's how I'm confident sharing it with you because I've done it. And I'm here to tell you it can be done. But I had to give myself permission to say it gets to be easy because taking action means making decisions and understanding that making a decision is better than no decision at all. See, if I'm not making a decision, I'm stuck. Right? So it's not about what's the right decision, left or right, up or down. It doesn't matter. Make a decision. It might take you longer to get to that final destination. But I think sometimes when you take that quote unquote wrong turn, you learn more. You actually grow more because you learn more about yourself. Any decision is better than no decision at all. And having this mindset can help you continue to move forward, move that momentum forward instead of remaining stuck where you are. The third part to thinking better at the beginning is to focus on today and to recognize that every moment matters. Every single moment. If you're saying, well, it's 3 p.m., the day's shot, I'll just wait till tomorrow, you are giving up the magic of those moments left today. Think about that. Think about that for a second. How important, how many times have you said, we'll just get to it tomorrow. I'll just do it later. One day, right? How often do we do that? I know I do it. I still do it. But then I remember, I remind myself that every moment matters. There is no more waiting. That's a motto I live by. Live by. No more waiting. What can I do today to move me forward into tomorrow? What part of that thing can I do today? What mindset can I hold? What can I tell myself to remember that what I do today, what I do in this present moment is the only thing I have full control over. The past has happened. The future will be what I can control is the here and now. So why not live into that this moment matters? Why not? When we think about thinking better, it also thinks about or it also involves breaking down our limiting beliefs. And again, these limiting beliefs are stories. They're stories that we tell ourselves. And how you know you're telling a story, they generally start with have to, need to, or should. Get out of should though. And ask yourself, Who says? Who says I have to do it this way? Who says this is the only way to do it? And this does not mean you just go against what everybody has done or everybody is telling you to do. But recognize that sometimes our actions are because of stories. And it's okay to say, what story am I telling myself? And how do I rewrite that story? What is the truth? What is the truth that I can tell myself? The last, one of the last things I want to mention about thinking better is again, it's taking control of our thoughts, right? Well, part of that is understanding that there is a difference between an urgency and an emergency. If we are responding to everything in our environment as an emergency, well, man, we're never going to stop. How can we take time for ourselves if every little thing is a five, is a five alarm fire, right? 
We have to be able to slow down long enough to say, what's going on? What is this? What part of me needs to respond right now? Because sometimes we don't have to respond at all. But guess what? Our brain, our our history, our experience will tell us we do. That story in our mind that says if someone else is hurting, I must fix it for them. I must do this for them. That comes because we have service hearts. As educators, serving others often comes natural to us, to many of us. But how I learned is I used, that used to define me. I'm all service, but I served everybody except myself, which again led to burnout, <laughs> led to overwhelm, led to stress, led to panic because I didn't know how to also serve myself. I didn't know how to pause. And learning the power of the pause has been one of the most magical moments that I have given myself. So a lot of times people think of self-care as something to schedule. And absolutely, absolutely. I believe self-care, I'm gonna use the word should. I believe self-care should be proactive. I believe it should happen to set yourself up so your cup is full to handle when those moments of uncertainty, of chaos happen in your environment. But I also believe that when things are happening, And you can check in with yourself and you can say, holy moly, I need to pause right now. To me, that's self-care. To me, that's you recognizing that something is going on within you and you need to take a moment before you react or respond in a way that is not going to serve somebody. That's not going to align with who you are as the authentic educator that you are. Well, what does pause actually mean? Does it mean I just stop? Nope, it doesn't. For me, and again, this is me, this is Lindsay from Define You. This is what pause means for me. P stands for plant your feet into the ground. You've got to ground yourself so you know where you are. Plant them firmly, stomp them down and anchor them. The A stands for acknowledging where you are in this current moment. Speak out loud to remind yourself where you are, what's going on. The U stands for using what you know to be true in the moment. Say out loud what's true, such as, you know, today is Sunday. I'm sitting in my office. I am walking down the hallway. What is it that you know to be absolutely certain, absolutely true? The S stands for smile. I want you to smile. I want you to put a smile on your face and I want you to E, exhale. Exhale and inhale, breathe. We've got to breathe. Right? Deep breathing is not just something we tell people. It's not something we tell our students. It's something that helps us as humans because it's what we need. It gives us our oxygen so our body can slow down. When we are processing things a mile a minute, guess what? Our, the, the actions we take will match. Our inner thoughts create the outer reality, but our outer reality influences our inner thoughts. So if my thoughts are rushed and crazy and all over the place, guess what? My actions will be as well. And so it's it's a time to pause. It's a time to understand that this moment, by doing that pause, that 30-second pause brings you back to now, which is what reminds us that that's what's most important. Remember, every moment matters. And so it's important to know what system am I going to use so I can go back to what we talked about in the beginning, think better. This doesn't come natural for a lot of us because it's not what we learned in school. We didn't learn about these things. And if we did, we learned it on a very surface level. Well, I'm three years in and I'm still learning more about this, more about the energy I'm holding and the, the, the brain waves, the neural pathways. It is, it is invigorating. And I love it so much 
But it's so important to keep it simple. And it's so important to remember that when we break these down, we really can think better. And it doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of resources, but it takes one whole heck of a lot of intentionality. So let's get intentional with our thoughts. Let's embrace what 2020 has been for us. Let's embrace what 2021 can be, not by focusing on what we're going to do in 2021. But I want you to focus on who you are going to be, which means I am someone who thinks better. There you have it, everyone. I so hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, I would absolutely love it if you would go rate and review, subscribe, share it out. You know the drill. I am so excited to continue serving you through this platform. I mentioned at the beginning, we are at episode 51, which means I've got one more episode for 2020 2020 coming your way. It is going to be a year-long reflection of the podcast. Um, And then I've got tons of topics and content ready for 2021. So I cannot wait to continue this momentum going. I so hope you will join me um, as the Define You podcast just continues to grow. Please let me know what you would love to hear more about. Remember, you can head on over to the website, www.defineuniversity.com, and you can request a topic. You can tell me you want to be on the show. You want to come on? Let's have you share your story. I would absolutely, absolutely love to have you on. So with that, everyone, have an amazing week ahead. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode.